The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, reviews, like this week's featured article, The Games 2021, where the Shack News staff give you the, uh, give out awards like Multiplayer Game of the Year, Best VR Game of 2021, and many, many more. And they do more than just video games, of course, at Shack News. Check out their new app, Shack Pets, where you can upload and vote for the cutest pets in the world. Would your pet win? Download the app today. Available on the Apple Store and Google Play. And remember, you can join in on that conversation or any other topics and customize your feed using the Shack News Cortex and Shack News Reader. They've truly got it all. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at Shack News. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Show! show what is going on everybody today is monday december 27th 2021 last show of the year gentlemen chris how are you wow last show of the year doing well dave out here dodging covid like everybody else in the world but doing well had a good good christmas had a good christmas got everything i wanted the kids the boys got taco fall jerseys so they were all happy i saw that good times Good times. We all enjoyed it. Discount for for ordering two Taco Fall jerseys, or are those custom? Oh, those were custom. Those were custom. (laughs) I had to go to the custom route on those bad boys. So, uh, congratulations are in order. By the way, Dave, to Taco Fall, getting his first start of his career this week. So, way to go, Taco! Proud of that guy. Heck yeah. Nick, are you proud of him? What's going on? Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, guys. What's up? Cavs play tomorrow, so I don't think Taco Fall will be starting that one. Maybe, but probably not. Best part of Cavs games nowadays are blown out teams by so many Taco Fall, and people start calling for Taco Fall to come in. Yeah. The game. And the stadium yeah. becomes electric when, oh, when yeah. the rumbling <laughs> yeah. of Taco Fall saunters from the end of the bench to the scorer's table and checks in. It's it's quite a sight to behold at the old Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. How, how can you not love that? How can you not love that? That's some wholesome <laughs> fun right there. No, yeah. no, no. Speaking of wholesome fun, we are not going to the Cavs, our fun meteor. No, no, no. Not off the top. Come on. We've got a lot of Browns to talk before we get to that thing. 
I just wanted something positive. All right, let's kick it off. We're going to kick it off with Browns headlines brought to you by TSC Cleveland. Giving away that Greedy Williams mini helmet that we uh, put out on Twitter because Chris, we forgot to give that away. Uh, then it's our featured interview with G Striker from Steeler Nation previewing Monday night's, next Monday night's uh, showdown with the Steelers. Who who wants it more? Who Will, will there be a winner? Uh, after that, we will be doing our trivia segment. Who wants to be a billionaire? Hopefully giving away some Labatt blue lights and a GV art shirt. Check out our gear here. Uh, we've been on a cold spell on, on this. I don't think we've had a winner in quite some time. Yeah, we need a winner today. Bad. We, need, we need a winner. So. And I've already Hopefully. looked at the questions. They are particularly hard again this week. So oh. good luck to our contestant in advance. Uh, then we're going to break down the best bets for that Brown Steelers game, wrap up with the best and worst tweets of the week. Let's get into those headlines. Cleveland headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. Remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel for your eligibility to win our weekly giveaways. Look for that tweet each week from the show handle. Uh, This week is the Greedy Williams mini helmet. And that is going to... We should probably give that away before I forget. Grady Williams mini helmet signed is going to Nicole at Dog Pound Diva 3. Congratulations. I feel like we were going to announce the winner of that when uh, he got that interception and then (laughs) things didn't work out all that well after that and we just forgot. So congrats, Nicole. Let's let's get into headlines. Um, Hollywood Higgins tweets it out. We still have a chance. Shit ain't over. 13.5% chance, guys, at the playoffs. It's been a weird year. They're literally just trying. Every one of our enemies and opponents are just literally trying to hand us the AFC North, and we will not take it. We keep passing it away. It's been such a weird year. Do you guys trust this team to pull this off? I think I do, Dave. I think it's finally come. I think it's finally come to a time where their backs are all the way against the wall. You you can literally, you quite literally cannot lose one more. I feel like we've been talking must win since probably week seven, but this is a true definition of a must win under Kevin Stefanski as during his, you know, young tender as a Browns head coach. This is their worst record thus far. So yeah, it's up to him to to kind of galvanize these guys. They they went toe to toe with the Green Bay Packers. It's frankly a game that they wouldn't have lost if it wasn't for four turnovers. So you you could go toe to toe with the best. You could beat anybody. It's, it's time to start putting some of these games on ice though, and 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 closing out some of these games and turning them into wins and make a strive towards the playoffs, which they now no longer control their own fate. Oof. Nick, did you get cocaine for Christmas or something? I did that. There's no way. 
There is wow. How do you have this kind of faith out of nowhere? Are these Cleveland Browns after what you've seen the last few weeks? I mean, I'm a, as diehard as they come, and I just cannot sit here and say that. Yeah, absolutely, I have faith. Back up against the wall. Stefanski's going to make the right play call. Baker's going to make the big play. Chubb's going to be running the ball. We're going to we're going to be we're going to be all set, man. <laughs> I have full utmost confidence in the Cleveland Browns as an organization. No doubt about it. I mean, I love your confidence, but oh man, I, I, you've been watching the games, right? I, I, I have nothing <laughs> that I have seen that instills confidence in me to sit here and say. 100% the Cleveland Browns, boy, you see the path, and all we have to do is win out, get a little bit of help, and, man, just go ahead, punch our tickets right now for the playoffs. Just count on it. And, Nick, you, you're you the man of the week for, for pulling that out. But there's, there's <laughs> Nick, how do, how do you have any faith whatsoever after yeah. watching that Packers Well, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's more my logic is I don't have as much faith in the Browns as I don't have any faith at all in what needs to happen breaking. You know what I'm saying? So the Browns have to win their next two. Okay, your first one is the Pittsburgh Steelers. If there's any offense that looks more anemic and more broken than Cleveland's, it's Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then you play the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, guess what? Baker Mayfield is 6-1 and one in his career against the Cincinnati Bengals, 3-0 and oh all-time against Joe Burrow. Those same Cincinnati Bengals are probably going to lose this week. They're four-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are, look like the AFC's best team again. Oh, yeah. And the Baltimore Ravens, who are riddled by COVID injuries and everything in between, has to find a way to slow down Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson, Von Miller, and everything that has to do with the Rams. So you look at the adversity that's in front of them and it's not much adversity as long as the Browns could stay out of their own way which has been an impossible task for them this year it's a big ask but as long as you could find a way to stay out of your way this is your division for the taking put it on a what a redemption story for Odell Beckham Odell Beckham to come back and, Uh, and and help the Browns make it to the playoffs I mean Wow. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Do it for Jarvis. The prodigal son returns and delivers us to the promised land. That's right. Let's do, do it. Do it for Pops. That's right. Come on, Pops. Fire up the Instagram. Literally Pops. the prodigal son. Literally. Okay. Johnny, I, I mean, no, Nick, no, no, I, I, love no, your, I love your optimism. Yeah, he says, it's Christmas miracle that we even have a shot at the playoffs, let alone a division title. I still believe I'm, I'm glad you do, man. I'm glad you do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Nick, you just mentioned it. Like the the road should be over. There, it should be a cliff. We should have fallen off, but we haven't. It doesn't look that bad. You just talked about it. Um, two wins, Chris. Last week, we're like, all we have to do three wins. That's it. We control our own destiny. That worked right. out. Now it's, all we need <laughs> is two wins. Now all we need is two wins and a little bit of help. Yeah, our uh, and, show and producer. We'll I was going to mention our show producer here with his tweet. Were you about to get into that? I mean, we're making our hay off of the low, low end of this league, but go through the numbers here, Dave. It's not good. The Browns record against teams who finished over 500. This is dollar dog, Nick. Um, 2018, we're one, six and one, 2019, two and six, 
2020, four and four, our breakout year. Uh, 2021, two and seven. Nine twenty three and one against teams above five hundred. And guess what, guys? If things keep progressing the way that they're progressing, and the Browns do in fact lose these last two games, and and in kind of a disappointing fashion, they'll probably play a last place schedule next year. So another team without another schedule without many good teams, and probably waltz mm-hmm. through. It's kind of crazy that that's how the NFL works. Yeah, we'll we'll see. There's some we'll- positivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right next year, I haven't looked at any draft boards, by the way. So no, that's don't that's come on, you, good. you haven't. Garrett Wilson declared today. I saw that. By the Garrett way, Wilson declared today. I saw that. Yeah, I would love him. Uh, Nick Chubb's birthday today. Happy birthday, Nick go. Chubb! I hope we get some competent quarterback play on uh, Monday for you. That would be nice. Uh, New Year's Day coming up. It's Saturday. Any New Year's resolutions for you guys or that you'd like for our Browns? Uh, less interceptions would be nice, Mr. Baker Mayfield. I, I like this tweet, by the way, by Christopher Pennick. He sent this to me, and this is like the ultimate. Like, yeah, but how was the how was the play, Miss Miss Lincoln? The good news about the Browns, Chris, excuse me. The good news about the Browns' Christmas loss to Green Bay Packers is that if you take away the four interceptions from Baker Mayfield, Cleveland easily handles the best team in the NFL. Just stay healthy, limit mistakes, and run the table. I mean, come on. There you go. Hi, hi, Chris, what did you, you think of that play calling against the Packers with three timeouts at midfield? Well, did you yeah, guys hear the new rule? The timeouts roll over now. So against Pittsburgh, we have six. Yeah, there you go. Is that <laughs> well, a, is that a is that real? Is that a COVID thing? No, I'm just making fun of Stefanski and his ineptitude. Oh, there's too much to keep up with. <laughs> he still would have thrown it three times. He loves it. He thinks he's got the next Brett Favre, baby. <clears throat> Throw yep. it around the schoolyard. The kid hasn't practiced in 14 days. He took a private jet this morning. Let him throw it 40 times, Kev. Yeah, coach of the year. According to Twitter, Baker Mayfield's better than Brett Favre. So coach of the year, Kevin going. Stefanski. Love the guy. All right, let's move on from one shit show to another shit show. Um, we are bringing in Steeler Nation, G Striker. I I feel like maybe they're worse than than us <laughs> from from just a depression standpoint and everything else. But let's get into it with G Striker of Steeler Nation. Let's bring him on in. <laughs> what is going on, my friend? How are you? Gentlemen, thank you for having me on the show. And what the hell happened to our division? Holy crap. They were in a spot here at the end of the season where we're upside down on where we thought we were going to be at the beginning of the season. How's it going for you guys? We were supposed to go to the Super Bowl. Right? You guys at least weren't supposed to be that good. Well, we we were trying to do win one for Ben. That was the end of the season. So this was Ben's last hurrah. He's trying to hearken back to his all-time favorite quarterback of all time, uh, John Elway, who rode off into the sunset with a Super Bowl victory, ending his long career, going to, at the time, the most Super Bowls of any quarterback until Tom Brady started uh, winning Super Bowls and showing up all, and every other year in a Super Bowl. Uh, but you know, he, he thought this was going to be the same saga. We drafted Najee Harris. We got a running game. Here we go. And then we didn't hit the rookie wall this year. The rookie wall hit us. 
I picture Big Ben like at the end of this season, instead of like hoisting the trophy, he's just at Wendy's getting like three, four for four, sitting by <laughs> himself, lifting him up like, yes, it's finally hey, over. Hey, 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 these new French fries are great. <laughs> try, try dipping them in in your frosty. They're awesome. Striker, <laughs> what's the what's the feeling around Pittsburgh after yesterday's beatdown? Holy Hades! <laughs> I think the Steeler fans right now are the most bipolar fans in the NFL. We go ahead and we beat the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Steeler Nation. Steelers are going all the way. They're winning the Super Bowl. Here we go. And then Kansas City goes and like shows us what it's like to play a team with offensive aptitude. And um, now everybody's like, fire the coach. Ben should retire. Jumping off one of the 214 bridges here in the city. It's over. It's over. <laughs> and, and and where we lie actually is somewhere between those two extremes. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we have a, another rational person on this show. <laughs> hey, I'm a fr- I, guys, I'm a friend of Brown's Nation. I have uh, Joe Thomas on the show multiple times. I mean, I who I know is a Hall of Fame uh, mm-hmm. lineman. So, um, you know, it, it's... I understand the Pittsburgh Cleveland rivalry, the, the the brothers going at it close, close, you know, close cities. But honestly, these teams made each other. It's the reason why we exist and we've got awesome fan bases. And it's 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 always fun to talk and chat, especially during rivalry rivalry week. That's tough to say. I've been drinking. <laughs> you fit right in. <laughs> yes. I was on eggnog today. There you go. Love it. Uh, hey, I, I had a question. Yeah, Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Um, we we see him from afar. Yeah. What what do you guys make of him? Uh, phenomenal talent. Yeah. Um, you know, TikToking, whatever. On the he's field. good at TikTok. So is Juju Smith Schuster, by the way, who used to get all the flack last year about being the TikTok guy. This year, Juju Smith or. Claypool gets all the, the, the crap about being the TikTok guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just, it's a narrative that a lot of the Mark Madden-esque Steeler announcers, they always have to find a problem within the team because it, it, it helps their soul deal with their own personal uh, trappings of not being happy with themselves. And I understand that. that that's, that's cathartic. <laughs> I understand it. But, you know, self-loathing. Claypool, <laughs> Claypool by far, though, I mean, he's not that kind of guy. He is a team guy. It's they're taking a lot of things out of context. I listened to his interviews directly and then they like cut his quote and they like, Oh, look at him. TikToking and doing all that stuff. And I know I, and Ryan Clark, he's got his pulse on what the alumni think of this team. And he's sure. doing a good job of painting a picture that, and you guys being Cleveland fans, this is not a team that other teams fear anymore. And I think that was a, that was to put a fine point on it, and then included you know the TikToking, which by association does lump in Juju, does lump in Claypool. Um, I don't see it as a distraction. It's something that kids do. It's social media. Like the old kids, like I'm an old head. I grew up in the '70s and '80s. It's like, oh, they shouldn't be on those tickety talks. What are they doing out there? They should be out there playing the footballs. But like I. <laughs> I don't care. I, I you know, I, I grow with the times. I'm a progressive man. It's like you either you either adapt to technology or you're doomed to be look foolish because of it. And this is why I know how to run a zoom and jump on a restream 
because <laughs> I kind of figured this out in my 40s. So <laughs> I haven't figured out the tickety talks yet, but but yeah, in, in that respect, like to me, it's much ado about nothing, though I like the aspect of it creating drama within the team. That's not the reason why this team sucks. This reason, the reason why this team sucks is offensive and defensive line. If you can't control the line of scrimmage, you're going to get shredded in every capacity. And the last time, the last game we looked capable on the offensive and defensive line was the game that we played you guys on the break in Cleveland. That was the last time we looked capable on offensive and defensive line. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) So so, so what what do you guys think about at least uh, Ryan Clark's uh, proposal on or does I mean going to see the Steelers? You're like, oh shit! It's like Steelers week. All right, here we go again. But like now, especially you guys kicking our ass in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um, you know, running running our underwear up the flagpole for everybody to see at in Pittsburgh. I mean, that was a statement game. Like, do you guys obviously you have to feel differently now playing the Steelers than you used to? Oh, what one thousand percent? We right. we don't fear you. We fear ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i think that's accurate yeah well said <laughs> yeah I, I can feel that <laughs> well now i fear my team so i understand that completely and it's been it's been since the mid 80s since i feared my team <laughs> what do you what do you make of tj watt you mentioned both of the you know both lines of scrimmage obviously offensive yeah. line probably a little bit worse than the defensive line over there in pittsburgh yeah. tj watt polarizing figure there's a lot of cleveland fans that have their eye on him on a week-to-week basis just tracking that defensive player of the year race what do yeah. you make of that miles garrett versus tj watt kind of discourse well here i am with tj watt and i call tj watt and i've been calling him this all year for the past two years the two times should have been defensive player of the year uh he should have won it over darnold last year the guy is amazing uh problem is he's playing banged up he's not at the level that he played so if you watched him last week obviously couldn't put in a a full significant game but when he's in and he's healthy he's disruptive he's going to be playing with cracked ribs the rest of the season and he's a watt like your watts are like old school 50s 60s 70s we got a broken rib tape it up i'm going back out it's Broken leg, tape it up. I'm going back out. That's that's the way these guys play, man. And it it is affecting his bottom line. But if, if you got to look at the race, and I, I I'm a statistics nerd to steal a nation striker. I, I run some spreadsheets and stuff. But you look at TJ Watt, his rating or his his sacks per game rate this season was at 1.8, and that is insane. That's close to a two, yeah. and you don't see mm-hmm. that at all. Like you're amazing if you're like a 1.2. Right. You're off the charts if you're a 1.2. And that's right around where Miles Garrett is. So, yeah. you know, that, and that's where the race lies. Like, who should get it? Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. And, and I know that there was talk a couple weeks ago when, when Watt was completely healthy about possible, not just defensive player of the year, but talking about MVP votes, which would be interesting because he'd be the first Steeler to get MVP votes since Ben Roethlisberger has never gotten a single MVP vote his entire career in Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> you know, that aspect is interesting to me as well. But I love the rivalry. I, I think that uh, both are a hell of a players. Uh, I think they're both disruptive when they get into these kind of games. You know, I, I've seen your guy do a sack fumble on, on Ben Roethlisberger and force us into a tie uh, like early in the season yeah, um, a couple years ago. Yeah. Back when you guys were, you know, just starting to rebuild and kind of starting to come around, starting to get a draft pick. Now you guys are loaded on defense, loaded on offensive line, skill position players all up and down the roster. Uh, and, and it's like, this is it, you know, you guys are built for this year. So I expect this always to be like Steelers know how to play. I mean, we've got the coaching that's in place, but 
you know, if we if we keep rotating people in, we got four, you know, offensive rookies on offense that that like I said, we they didn't hit the rookie wall, the rookie wall hit them. I mean, Najee Harris is the only person not looking like a rookie on the field. That guy is something else. Uh, but Pat Fryermuth starting to slow down, especially Green at center and uh, our left tackle Dan Moore. Those guys are looking more and more confused from week twelve on. And here's my cat; she's a Bengals fan. I thought I heard something. <laughs> I recorded in my cat's room. Love yeah, my, my, my dog's a Browns fan. She's the Brown dog, and she always yells at me when it's Browns week. But my cat is the Bengals fan, and uh, <laughs> we we argue. See, I, I don't get out of my house much due to COVID, so I just argue with my pets. <laughs> Hey, you mentioned you mentioned coaching a little bit, and uh, yeah. one of the things that always surprises me when it comes to Steelers Nation is the amount of flack call, they give. We, we Mike call Tomlin. it Steeler Nation, just so you know. But yeah, it's hard to cut you off. I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care. So, <laughs> you know, you guys are on the other side of the aisle. I don't care what you call yourself. <laughs> but what I do know is that you give Mike Tomlin a whole lot of hell. It yeah. seems, and and that to me just confuses the hell out of me because he he seems to be you know part of that consistency. That, that quite honestly, I, I'm very jealous of as a Browns fan that you guys have. And Mike Tomlin seems to be about, you know, part of that continuity that you guys have had at coaching. And right. by yet, the fan base seems to want to throw him <laughs> under the bus all the time. Where do you come out on that? I am a pro Tomlin guy. Steelers and Nation I, or Steeler Nation. Steeler Nation. <laughs> Always Steeler Nation. www.steelernation.com. Predating Steelers Nation by two decades. So... <laughs> <laughs> when we have Mike Tomlin conversations, the entire world outside of Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania sees Mike Tomlin as one of the greatest coaches in existence. I mean, obviously he's done a lot with the consistency of that franchise. His players have yeah. glowing things to say. Everybody that leaves him, you know, aside from a few aberrants, uh, you know, we had some issues with AB when he left. Obviously we had some issues with uh, bell when he left and Harrison spouted off a couple yeah. things, obviously because he was expecting to play a little bit more. So he was a little hurt by that, but he's still well-respected within the nation and he, and, and Harrison does respect the coach, but in Pittsburgh, it's like, I don't understand really the angst about Tomlin, especially like this is flat out a rebuilding year. I mean, the Steelers fans that are the most upset are the ones that are lying to themselves about this being a Super Bowl year. And it's like, you know, I'm, ex I'm excited for Ben. Hopefully he does well. If he plays well and he does, you know, and he executes as well as he can, we're going to, we're going to win more than we lose. And that's right about where we are here at the end of the season. Um, but I don't know what other people were expecting. They, they, I mean, other than the Lombardi is the ultimate standard for Steeler fans, it's a Lombardi or bust. And, and I don't understand how a Steeler fan wouldn't recognize what a rebuilding season looks like when you're starting six rookies. It's a rebuilding right. year. <laughs> it's, there's no question about it. I mean, it's, and it's like I said, rookie walls hitting us hard, but Tomlin, I am a supporter of Tomlin and I have been. Um, I know a couple, couple people like want to attribute play calling to Tomlin. They want to attribute, um, you know, uh, so, sometimes like things go wrong and, and Ben makes a decision to throw the interception as opposed to hitting the check down on the left flat that's wide open. That's Tomlin's fault. That's not Ben's fault. And that's the way that, that this fan base goes. And, and you understand that too. We just had a game with Baker last week where he did, he had four mistakes. That fourth one shouldn't have been even called, in that, my opinion. It should have been the, the penalty ahead of that. But, um, you know, we're all at the mercy of the referees in this game as well. What do you think of Kenny Pickett? I think he's a good quarterback. I think 
he's going to be a good pro. I don't know if he's the second coming of Marino. I think that's a little, yeah. I mean, you got to get ahead of you. Like everybody in Pittsburgh is just like, Oh my gosh, his stats are better than Marino. He's better than Marino. And he's like, he's just the guy coming out of college where everybody throws the ball. Now Where back then when Marino played, it's like <laughs> he was an aberrant guy throwing the ball all the time. Cause they couldn't run the football. It's right. like they had to throw the football. And then like college over the last 10 years has become this passing league. So you have all these, receivers and quarterbacks that are now NFL ready when they step into the league. We're seeing a lot more rookie quarterbacks starting and excelling. We're seeing definitely, especially look at chase over in Cincinnati and him just putting on a clinic and making the pro bowl this year. It's like college football is a passing league and Pittsburgh is a passing team. When Marino was playing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a passing team and he made it through his talents, but they became a passing team because their running team wasn't getting the ball down the field as effectively. He was able to make the plays and they became that aberrant passing offense in college, which obviously didn't even exist back in the eighties, let alone the early eighties, like 80, 80, yeah, 81 through 83. I think he was playing college there at Pittsburgh, but, uh, but yeah, so if the Steelers ended up with Pickett, would I be upset? No, I wouldn't be upset. Am I expecting him to be the next Marino? No, I'm not expecting him to be the next Marino, but Steelers got to find a quarterback somewhere. And, no time to start like the present, I guess. Because I don't, I honestly don't see Ben. I even called this at the beginning of the season, guys. Like Ben, it's like this is Ben's last year. Yeah. You do not take a pay cut down to 19 mil for a season if you're planning on coming back next year. You just don't. That's and he's true. bringing his kids to the games. He brought his kids and his wife down to Kansas City. Well, that's something you've never seen out of, out of Ben. He's never traveled with his family, ever. And this year, he's like, he's traveling with his family. It's like this, this is his swan song. So, you know, there, at least one other thing to say that your Finlay, Ohio boy, he's done playing some footballs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Here's a, here's a question for you. Baker yeah. Mayfield, uh, if, if you check in with Brown's Twitter, there's, you, you know, it's uh, it's very polarizing to say the least. You have to pick a side. You have to either love him absolutely or hate him. <laughs> Uh, what what burn does... his jersey or buy his jersey? That's all they. That's all we did all Christmas. Everybody was out there either buying them or burning them. There was nothing in between. It's, it's can I just can I just wear the one that I was given to as a gift last year? Yeah, it's, it's it's wild. You, you you know, there's no middle ground here in right. Cleveland. I'm curious, what what do you guys make of Baker Mayfield as Steeler fans? There's no middle ground in sports or politics. This is the way our country is right now. But in the exact conversation we had earlier in the show, you're so (laughs) right. You're exactly right. Right. Pick a side. You can't have middle ground. You got to pick. You're either Republican, you're Democrat, you're a vax, you're anti. Your everything is either on one side or the other side. That's it. Right. Well, I'll tell you at least what Steeler Nation thinks of Baker Mayfield. And this may or may not affect your decision, but Steeler Nation loves Baker Mayfield. We want Baker Mayfield to be your quarterback for the next 10 years, making 50 million a year, tying up all that revenue. We think this is the guy to hang your hat on to keep you guys like "Eh, just just right around the level where we're still able to beat you. That's, that's, that's what I was, that is the Steeler Nation thought. Enough. Me, me personally, I saw him kick the crap out of us in Pittsburgh in the playoffs, and that's all mm-hmm. I needed to see to know that this guy can win and be a decent quarterback. I was yeah. another guy talking Ravens fans off the ledge when they had Joe Flacco, and I'm like, guys, I watched you win a Super Bowl with Dilfer. It's like yeah. this guy is that's, way right? better than Dilfer. 
you can win a Super Bowl with this guy. One of the, that same season in that same tailgate where they actually played the Steelers in that Steelers, and the Steelers beat them, but they fired their offense coordinator <laughs> after that game, went on a run, won the Super Bowl. But either way, <laughs> I, it's like you got to see what your quarterback is. If you can get your quarterback to play to the strengths to what he is and not have to play outside of the box to what he isn't, then you're going to be successful. And that's you guys have skill position players everywhere. Like you're three deep at tight end, for gosh sake. You got Joku on the field running around. Like, I love that guy. That's a guy I take as my number one on my yeah. team. And uh, he's like your what second or third now. If he's your if he's your second, I think there's probably an injury that happened or something. But either way, like you guys are thick there. You're thick at running back being too deep. You're thick all across wide receiver. You got even drafted Peoples Jones, who was my favorite sleeper pick of that draft. Love Peoples Jones. Um, we do think he's going to be really good. He dropped he a few passes here and there, but he could be a legit number one, I think. He is that Heinz Ward-esque tough receiver, makes the tough plays, doesn't care about getting hit in the mouth, will not shrink going across the middle. Uh, tough, tough guy. I, I loved everything about it. Great hand positioning. Excellent hand positioning. But if you say he's dropping the ball, I'm sorry to hear that. We had a guy, Deontay Johnson, who did nothing but drop balls all last year leading the league in it. But fortunately, he learned how to catch tennis balls. So now he's much better. So now he's just upset that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. So, you know, it's a give or take. <laughs> all right, G-Striker, gut check. Yeah. What are, you, what are you feeling for this Monday night showdown? Well, a couple things are working against the Browns. Number one, it's in Pittsburgh. Number two, it's Ben's last football game in Pittsburgh. Like I said, this is this is it. This is his swan song. This is his last home game. Not well, there's gonna be a couple more. Number three, <laughs> he's playing against the Ohio team that didn't draft him. So he's still trying to show Cleveland reasons why they didn't yeah. draft him. And um, there was one more point that I wanted to make. Damn it, I lost it when I got off on tangent. But either way, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I oh, it's a prime time matchup. Tomlin on yeah. Monday nights, man, the guy just doesn't lose. Like I don't know what it is about the guy, but the, this team gets up for prime time games. Like it, they're a completely different t- team than the team playing in the afternoon trying to figure out how to beat Kansas City by turning the football over on the immediately on each drive in the first <laughs> half. See, but either way. So this game, I am I am not confident that the Steelers are, are going to win, but I'm confident that they're going to put on a much better performance than they did last week. Final score, score prediction. Six, six to three. <laughs> Final score prediction. I know my defense. If they show up and they play, they can keep the game right around the 20s. I'd have to say like a 24-21 Steeler-Pittsburgh last drive for Ben his last come from behind drive to finish his career number two all time and fourth quarter drives. I, I think that's the way this one would play out. If you're asking me. Ouch. That's a uh. tough dagger. <laughs> that's a tough dagger for us here in Cleveland. <laughs> Just let us win. All right. <laughs> well, if you do win, you earned it. That's, that's true. All I can say. Because I, I, I mean, this is like I said, Cleveland fans, like even if you're not excited right now, start getting excited because Steelers are rebuilding. They got to find a quarterback. This is going to be a crazy couple years in Pittsburgh. And guys, we all know what Lamar Jackson is. He's a running back that throws the football. Oh, boy. I it, got in a lot of trouble for no, saying that. No. That's how the Steelers beat. That's the only team we can beat. We are built to beat the Ravens. We're like, we're going to keep him in the pocket. We're going to sack him like eight times because he won't run out because he can't get out of the pocket. 
See, do you guys have this weird thing, though? A lot of our fans obsess over Lamar. They love Lamar. We could have had Lamar. We have Baker. <laughs> Lamar's awesome. Baker sucks. We have a lot of those people. Well, you could have Roethlisberger, too, but you went with uh, the, the, the legacy player and Kellen Winslow Jr. Uh, but he ended up being a motorcycle star as opposed to a football player. I'm sorry to hear about that. But <laughs> my memory's long in this division. <laughs> Oh, G Striker, you are the man, brother. Great talking to you. It awesome. should be an interesting game. It will be. It, it's all, I mean, guys, this is going to be like these rivalries. I like seeing you guys getting better because now you're making that Baltimore Cleveland rivalry so much more fun. It's, you know, Bal- the Cleveland moving to Baltimore and then Cleveland getting their team back. And now it's like, like I always saw that as going to be one of the best rivalries because it's just like there's so much history between those teams, but there's even more history between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and I'm I'm really enjoying that rivalry and especially the in-state rivalry now with the Cincinnati and Cleveland. I mean, geez, Joe Burrow is doing over there too. I mean, shit, they got more wide receivers than any other position on the field. It's insane <laughs> over there how many rostered wide receivers they got. That's right. Someone <laughs> has to win this division. We're going to find <laughs> out. Yeah. How, how did this division end up not being as good as we thought it was going to be? No idea. No idea. <laughs> it, it's an absolute mess, but it's 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 fun, man. Go Browns, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. No worries. Go Steelers. Have a good game, guys. We'll talk to you. All right, man. Good See talking you, man. to you. Good. See you. How you strike Yep, anytime. Awesome stuff. He's hilarious. <laughs> That's intense en- energy right there. That's oh, fantastic. Yeah. I had people reaching out to me just saying, this guy's great, even though he's a Steelers fan. It's like, yeah, he brought the you energy. Know, That's just what he needed yeah. in the show. After kind of a tough run for the Browns, now we got, got a little bit of juice here. Monday night, talking, you know. I like to see that. I like to see that. Maybe it will get up for it. We'll see. There's a couple rational Steeler fans out there. He's he's one of them. He Brings is. the energy. But yeah, it's uh it's gonna be an interesting game. Let's move on because it is time to give away some beer and some GVR shirts. Hopefully. I think I've got a good feeling. I think he's gonna win. It's time for who wants to be a beer in air. you guys know how it works we are going with browns steelers trivia this week first question to win a six pack second question 12 pack 24 pack and then the final question the fourth question for a chance at a case of labat blue light and a gv art shirt this week we welcome in tristan at tree stand 57 Tristan, welcome to Who Wants to Be a Billionaire. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, man. We are doing well. How do you? Uh, how long have you been a Browns fan? Look at that uh, back. By the way, that's nice. Thank you. Since birth, uh, nineteen ninety-seven. Okay, so you've I've seen, seen like three, three or four decades. Yeah, I've, I've had oh, some uh, heartbreak years. <laughs> <laughs> how confident are you in Browns trivia? We're gonna give you some historic ones around Brown Steelers. 
Yeah, I think I picked a bad week. There's a lot with Brown Steelers. I should have given it done like the uh, Texans or someone we don't have a lot with. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, so we're going to give you one lifeline. You can call a friend, put them on speakerphone. They've got five seconds to answer after you, we read them the question. Uh, but hopefully you won't need it. And maybe we'll give you a hint here or there. But are you ready for question number one? Yeah, let's get it on. All right. Epic music. Hold on. Here we are. All right. Question one for cash for a six-pack of Labatt. The Browns won their first eight meetings ever against the Steelers. Who was the quarterback? For all eight of those games. Wow, I feel like that's kind of a hard number one. <laughs> this is a little bit before um, 1997. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you a clue right off the bat. He went 11-1 all-time against Pittsburgh. It's not a great clue either. No. Hmm. And that's a really tough one to start off. It's a really tough one. <laughs> I feel like we should give him a clue. He went to Northwestern. He went to Northwestern. (laughs) All right, I'm going to – the the, the Christmas spirit is alive. Are are you drinking a Labatt Blue? All right. All right, his first name is Otto. Oh, okay. We're going to go Otto Graham. (laughs) We got it. See, it pays to to drink Labatt during your <laughs> segment here. Well done, sir. Well done. Kissing up the Would sponsors like- will always be rewarded. Always. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Would you like to move on for a chance at a twelve pack? Or are you taking yeah, the six pack? We'll we'll pull a Stefanski and go for two here. <laughs> nice. All right, Chris, give it to him. For cash for a twelve pack of Labatt, the Browns and Steelers have had only one tie in the rivalry's history. And that was in 2018. Which troubled Browns wide receiver caught the game-tying TD to send it to overtime? Hmm. Troubled Browns wide receiver. This was 2018. A lot of suspensions. A lot of yeah, suspensions. Yeah, we're going to go with uh, the guy who tweeted at us a couple weeks ago, Josh oh. Gordon. And then deleted it. And what a jerk. Yes. That is correct. Well done. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> the, the clue is he's been suspended 500 times. <laughs> All right. Would you like to go for a case of Labette? Yeah, let's go for it. Yes. Nick. All right, let's do it. For cash for a 24-pack of Labatt Blue Light. In 2016, the Browns traded a former first-round draft pick corner to the Steelers in exchange for a sixth-round pick. What was the name of that cornerback? I'm going to take Joe Hayden. Now, is that your final answer? This is 2016. Hmm. 16. And before you give a final answer, remember you do have a lifeline. 2016 former first round draft pick, cornerback. Hmm. Most Browns fans have blacked him out from their memory. 
He was he was a heavy sleeper. Yes, heavy sleeper. Drafted the same year as somebody else who blacked out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Justin Gilbert. Oh yeah. <laughs> well done, well done, sir. A lot of people forgot about Justin Gilbert. Yeah. One of the worst draft picks of all time. Man, he had all the stats, everything. When he first, I thought, boy, what a great pick. He's big. He can defend. No, I knew it. They didn't even work him out. They didn't go to his pro day. They didn't work him out. They didn't interview him. They literally drafted a guy that they had never met before. Oh, that's all overrated, You can't believe it. All right, one more question for a case of Labatt Blue and a GVR shirt. Would you like to go for it? Hmm. You got a case. Yeah, I'm going to give you guys a winner. We'll just cash out here, I think. Wow. Oh, I like that. Would you like the question? Yeah, we'll do the question anyways. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So you are going home with a case of Labatt Blue. Well done, man. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, here's the question. Uh, Monday is probably the Browns' last ever game against Big Ben. Cleveland famously passed on Roethlisberger in 2004. They did go on to draft a quarterback that year. Which quarterback did the Browns select with in the fourth round of the 2004 draft? The face of the four. <laughs> Oh my! Uh, Man, this is a hard one. The only name that comes to mind is Kelly Holcomb, but I think he was before that, wasn't he? Oh yes, 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 he was. The answer. This is the uh, Verizon commercial guy, right, Chris? Yep. Yeah, Luke McCown. Backup generators for most of their towers, so they're ready if the power ever goes down. I wonder why they saved those backups and not just put them in the regular rotation. I bet if they just had the chance, some of those backups would really shine. (laughs) One of my favorite commercials of all time, by the way. Great commercial. (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm glad you passed on that one, man. Yeah, Yeah, well played. Played your hand well. We needed a winner. You got the case. We will be sending that to you here after the show. Congratulations. Um, we always let the winners give a little take on, on the Browns and how you see this game playing out. How you feeling, man? Hmm. Well, uh, after the last few weeks, not super confident, but you're not a Browns fan if you don't have hope, right? There you go. That's very Score true. prediction. Twenty-seven. No, we'll go twenty-six with a missed extra point for the Browns. Oh, really? Come on. Oh. Always got to have that one. I like it. All right, man. Well done. Thanks for joining. For who wants to be a billionaire? Enjoy those cold Labatt Blues uh, this uh, this coming week. You're going to need them on Monday. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Good work, Tristan. Well done. Round of applause. Job, Tristan. All right, man. Go Browns. Go Browns.
We got a winner. Solid win. Solid win there. Feel good about that. It's always hard to quit, especially when you you know you could be drinking those Labats with a GV shirt, but uh, he made the right decision. Got to know when those to fold them. Those were tough. That's yeah. what I said. I, I would have never those. got. Yeah, I I probably wouldn't have got those. All right, let's look at some let's look at some bets um, before let's we call it a night against these Steelers. Nick, I feel like this is gonna be the week. Let's do it. Get those bets in with my bookie. Use promo code BIGPLAY to get your first deposit matched. Cleveland Browns parlays. Get some Cavs bets in there. Definitely bet the Cavs. Um, and, Nick, I think this is going to be the week where some of those overs on the Browns players hit. Nick Chubb hits every single week. I don't know why we just don't bet Nick Chubb over every single week and just avoid these parlays but i can't do it i have to parlay them one day man one day it's gonna happen browns are three point favorites ben's final game at heinz field most likely um chris you, you worried at all ben after talking to striker you, you you feel ben's gonna actually put on a good performance more worried or yeah, I, I, I'm just always worried right now, you know, as a Browns fan. I'm on edge, man. Uh, yeah, going into Pittsburgh, I'm scared that we may get blown out. That's what I don't want to wow. happen. I've had really? too many times. I am staring right now at our at my Christmas tree, right? I don't know how many times over the past 20 years I've been taking down my Christmas tree, watching that Browns-Steelers uh, game late in the season and just having that bad feeling and just – wanting to turn it off because it's it's happened too many times i hope it doesn't happen i'm obviously you know i i think the browns are gonna end up winning somehow in this one but man i am really nervous about this i am then final game that that, that really final game at home against the browns on, on prime time He's the exact opposite of Baker because Baker goes in the primetime games and he gets way psyched up and starts throwing the ball high. Ben seems to settle down. That scares me, boys. That scares me a lot. Have you watched the Steelers, though? They're two and four since tying oh, the Detroit Lions. They're horrible. I know. I know. But if there's anybody that they're going to get up against, it's going to be the Browns. That's, and that's there's going to be a phantom call at the end mm-hmm. that t- Brown's Twitter is going to be at NFL officiating for the next week. And it's, I just, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> the league wants this story to happen. They want Big Ben to win this game. I mean, or that, they that, want that's a nice storybook. It's passing of the torch that yeah, Pittsburgh's yeah. at in Cleveland arises into what then could be a week 18 flexed into Sunday night football winner go home for the division. There you go. There you go. I like that. I like that narrative a lot better than the one I was working on. (laughs) I just picture Chris on Monday, just taking his tree down. (laughs) Taking it to the curb. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's pretty much poetry. I mean, yeah, taking my tree down, taking it to the curb, just like the Browns, you know. It's just oh, 
God, it's so sickening to have that happen so many years in a row. Watching that last game or second to last game against the Steelers and watching us just piss it away and get thumped. It's so sad. I don't want to do it. There, there's there's going to so be bad. I feel like we're going to win this. There's no baseball in their house. <laughs> yes, in, in their, their house. house. We've done it before. I know we did it twice. I mean, we've done this. We've made this happen, and we've had that game that was supposed to be the passing of the torch. We literally we just need Baker Mayfield not to throw like six horrible passes throughout the game. And then we will be fine. If he can just not do that. Big ask. That's a big ask. Big ask right there. That is a big ask. I'm just telling you. Yeah. And we're 41 away from that metaphor of me taking the Browns and my Christmas tree to the curb. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just please just throw the ball accurately just for one game and just get us to the next week. It's been brutal to watch, especially on Christmas. 41 over under. That's really low. That's so low. That is yeah. so pathetically over. low. Over. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I don't know. But the kids' college yeah. funds on it. Over. Wow. Wow. No doubt yeah, about over. it. It's be over. If you look at the math, Pittsburgh averages 20.7, Cleveland averages 20.9. See, we're a much better team. Over. <laughs> Way better. Point two. And you add those together just as long as we play average, and we just barely beat that. That's right. That's right. 41.6. Uh, That's what we'll end up scoring is 41.6. Stat line from Baker. If Chris, if I'm putting in a Browns stat parlay, where would you put him from completions, yards, touchdowns? He's averaging right now like 217 yards per game. Which seems really high. <laughs> I mean, that, that's because he throws drops back 40 times a game, it seems. 225 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions last time he played Pittsburgh. He's been held under 200 yards in five of his seven games versus Pittsburgh. Wow. He, he's got. Uh, he's got to go. He's got to go to three bills in this game. He's got to have that. Well, I'm just telling you, I want to have the Browns win. See, I'm a Browns fan. I want them to win. Oh, in order oh. for that to happen, in order for that to happen, and me not to take my metaphor of the Browns and my Christmas tree out to the out to the curb, Baker's going to be have to be vintage good Baker, and and pass for 300 yards. I I really believe that. Confidence level that we haven't be. seen very often, by the way, but nonetheless, a vintage. He's been he's becoming very consistently inconsistent, which is kind of scary to watch. Nick, you're typically the most positive out of all of us on Baker. What do you think from a stat line? It's uh my it's confidence, really Dave, not. as my green oh, no, what's happening? My green oh no. Oh my, man, Could that's that's my confidence in Baker right that's now. That's not a good sign. <laughs> you don't think he can throw for three bills? No, um, no, not really. Oh gosh, we're in deep trouble. We're in I deep hope trouble. so. We, we, we're so starting a quarterback, so, Chris. He's so due for a a decent game. Just we're in like twenty twenty two. And if you have a quarterback that can't pass for 300 yards in this league, then what are we doing? What are we doing, Dave? 
I mean, yeah, I understand well, we're a run first team and I understand we're not as reliant on the pass, but if you're telling me you have a quarterback that you're putting into the game that you don't have confidence if we need him to pass for 300 yards, then we got a problem. And what the heck is wrong with Case Keenum? If we're saying that Baker is hurt or whatever the excuse is, and we can't go to Case Keenum, we're paying him a bunch of money, he's just sitting there, and we don't yeah. think Baker can go for 300, then I, I, I'm really confused right now as a Browns fan, I, which I've been there before, so it's not exactly uncomfortable for me. It's just more aggravating than anything else. I sure. think we're not we're not even a run first team anymore. Like like Stefanski what really are we, said in his Nick? presser today, we we passed to set up the run. And and he you know, I'll be honest, guys, Stefanski in the in some of these post-game press conferences says some really concerning stuff that gets a little swept under the rug. And I, I love like the guy. I think like he's what? very smart. I think he's very organized. I it, it concerned me that he built an entire game plan around a quarterback that missed 14 days of practice due to injury and soreness and then COVID. Mm-hmm. And then the game plan was centered around him and, and not the best running, the best true runner in yeah, the league. I mean, Nick to, Chubb. And then fair, Nick, he's been Baker's been in the system for a little bit now. Yeah, but Nick Chubb is busting out nine runs a crack. There's never a plan B with Stefanski. If plan A isn't there, he gets the stoic Pat Shermer. I don't know what the hell is going on. Look, and I know he loves play calling so much. It The reports are out there that that is his favorite part about football is calling the plays. But quite frankly, I'm not sure that he's that good at it. The scheme works. We know that the scheme works. The scheme allowed Case Keenum to play in an NFC championship game with Dalvin Cook and Kyle Rudolph was their tight end. So it's a scheme that works and the players are getting open. It's just the play calling comes in the most random, curious times. At the end of the game, they were trying for a touchdown. And that's why they were throwing. What? He was yeah, trying to save the three timeouts for when he was already into field goal range. So then he could start to use them to try to throw some more. Could you imagine how angry people would have been then if if Baker gets the Browns into field goal range and then throws the pick? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really good point. That that yeah, I think that would have been and the I mean, end of times. And and that's like the, you know, that's the perfect argument, right? We're sitting here arguing over a guy that threw four interceptions. And at the end of the day, if that doesn't happen, the Browns win. So he has to be better. And and I'm yeah. not confident that he could throw for 300 yards against Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick and Cameron Hayward on that defensive line. We've, we've seen that Baker needs things to be perfect for him to win. And for this season, the sadly, the Brown season has been anything but perfect. There's been nothing but COVID and injuries. The two running backs haven't played together in forever. I'm going to pull out a Bernie Kozar. These wide receivers are awful. I mean, Jarvis, like Stefanski said it was a miscommunication. On the on the Jarvis Landry interception on the sideline, you know what that tells me, guys? Oof. We got another receiver that's out there running his own routes. That's how miscommunications happen. It's I don't know what's going on. Yeah, here. but Nick, if you have another wide receiver that is his fault, and then you have another wide receiver and it's his fault, and they're all running different routes than our quarterback thinks they're going to run. That's what kind goes of on in the meetings. Problem. 
Yeah, what goes on in the meetings throughout the week that everybody's on different pages and that the quarterback thinks that he's going out and he needs to be coming in. And then even the coach is oddly taking the side of Baker saying it was a miscommunication. Landry was supposed to come back to the ball. What? (laughs) Baker's never sailed the ball. Definitely wasn't a sailed pass. It's weird. There's some weird stuff going on this year. And, and I think Case, so Chris weird. hinted on it with the Keenum. Like, wh- like where is Case? Why is Baker? Like, they have the utmost confidence in Baker. It's it's strange. And and with no practice and having to take a private jet in, literally into the stadium hours before the game, taking snaps from a center that he had never taken snaps from before. There's just some weird stuff going on. But he's and, got and a I feel that this. I feel that this gets messy as well. If the Browns don't win, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing from Stefanski's camp, who obviously there's no way. And I'm never going to say that there's no way because Jimmy Haslam is the owner of this football team. But it's highly unlikely that Baker Mayfield outlives Stefanski. I think we all see that coming. But I think Stefanski, once Baker departed, Starts to feel his seat warm up quite a bit if things don't improve next season. I don't disagree with that. Matt Nagy won coach of the year in 2018. And they're they're chanting at that kid's high school basketball game. His kid's high school basketball games to fire his dad. That's that's tough. That's a tough look. He is a horrible coach, though. I hope we don't have the same. I don't think we do. I, I think it's all bad. I would give them all a mulligan. Have Baker get the surgery. I you have Troy Aikman like apologizing for Baker on the broadcast. Like look at how bad his fundamental. Like, the guy's trying to throw a football the way that you throw a baseball. It's just it's a weird season. And and if it doesn't go right, I hope the overreactions aren't too much. Yeah. Good luck Cleveland with that. Uh, that's right. Gut gut check. Score predictions for this game, Chris. 21-20 Browns. Okay. Why not? Push. Wow, Chris picked a push. I did pick a push, yeah. God, I think I thought you said we're going to I already said over on 41, and then I picked 41, but nonetheless, here we are. I think I'm going to go similar. 23-19 Browns win. Oh, he does get 20, the over. 19. Okay. So I'm going to go still, under. It's still low scoring. It's just that yeah. our defense, our defense actually, we, we've good. spent so much time crying about Baker because that's all the internet wants to do. But the defense is phenomenal, man. So I, I think they could hold big back. You don't want to fire Joe Woods? No, I, I never did. I never did. I all said right. from the get, man, he had what, nine you new give starters? give up one drive and all of a sudden everybody wants to fire Joe Woods again. So it's weird. Just check. Hey, I think Joe Wood's going to get some head coaching interviews if the Browns let him. Oh, boy. I don't think it amounts to anything, but people want to have a conversation. This defense has been lights out for the last eight weeks, seven weeks. Yeah, Nick, are we getting a healthy Miles Garrett? Seems unlikely. Yeah. Shoot. I, I don't think – and I think he's one of those guys that plays even when he probably shouldn't be playing. You know, in terms oh, of gosh, then yeah, then that team. sparks up all those people too. Well, if you're hurt, sit. Well, yeah, no, I don't, I've had enough that. guys. I'm just saying, I'm I had not, enough I'm not guys saying anything that... negative about him. I'm just saying that I, I think he's the he's just wired that way. He wants to. Play oh, I know. Yeah, and I appreciate. Even though that, you see yeah. him, what percentage is he playing of of downs though right now? 
not because they're an awful lot of downs. Yeah. He's just not out there. And I think that's killing him. But I think that's just, you know, he's at the edge of what he can do physically. You know what's another weird yeah, thing? Kind of like Nick Chubb with the game on the line. Yeah, what's does that? Nick Chubb check himself out of the games or is yeah. a lot is or is Stefanski putting Dearness in there at the end of games? Well, Nick Chubb is carrying the entire offense. Right. And there's just times where he's just he looks frustrated, he looks tired, and he's just like, I need a break. Like, please go throw a pass. Nick Chubb, please don't Do go rogue on us. Yeah, we we we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna go seven, no, six to three. Browns win this one. Wow. I really I think it's gonna be Guardians Pirates. A big day out of Chase McLaughlin. No, I think we're gonna touch down and miss the extra point, but (laughs) I think think six three. No. Um yeah, yeah, I think so. As long as it doesn't come down to the final drive. And where there's some hope, I just I don't want hope at the end anymore. I just 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 go win yeah. convincingly. Just take that tree out to the curb. Get out to a lead. They have to get out to a lead. They, like seriously, I know even if it's if even if it is a six three lead, this team Kevin Stefanski can't coach from behind because I don't know that his quarterback could throw from behind. So they they got to get out to a big lead. Yeah, yeah, that is true. All right, let's look at best worst tweets and get out of here. Nick, what do we have for the best tweet of the week? Oh, boy. You know we had to talk about it, guys. The Cleveland Cavaliers at Cavs tweeted out, win number 20. Well, I, I'm guilty as charged. And I'm the biggest Cavs fan supporter that you guys will you know, probably find delusional at times. Yeah. If you would have told me that we'd be sitting here doing this show on Monday, December 27th, and this team had 20 wins, I would have thought that LeBron got traded back like the, the second game into the year. I, what was the over under on wins for the season? It was know? around 27 or 28. I want to say they're, they're beyond fun guy. And I know we have our calves are fun. Stop it. Like stop it. We talked about it. Contenders with, we, now. We talked they're about it with G-Striker, man. They're a team that I think other opposing teams are fearing because they don't care. And Chris, like, You know yeah. what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to put Taco on there, and his arm is going to be the dial where <laughs> how fun we are. But I still, yeah, we're definitely still super-duper fun. We're, we're legitimate contenders. That's the way we need to think about this team. Forget about the fun stuff. That was that was a few games ago. That was a long time ago, a couple of months ago. Now we're legitimate contenders. The only thing that concerns me with the team is we do tend to get breaks with the teams that we're playing. I know everybody's banged up. I know everybody's dealing with COVID, but we have had quite a stretch of teams being without key players whenever they play the Cavs, which is fine. We can keep that up the rest of the season. I don't care. But uh, it is nice to be on the fortuitous side of that coin. It's nice, too, that some of our depth pieces, you know, could step up as well. No Evan Mobley, yep. no Isaac Okoro, no Jared Allen due to COVID. And and we've got guys legitimately, you know, like Taco Fall that could come in and, and spot some playing time to, <laughs> to, yeah. while everybody, while everybody else gets a break. Yeah. 
yeah, start games. And, and these dudes from the Cleveland, now Cleveland charge are really playing yeah. phenomenal. So it's refreshing to see. I know they have caught some breaks, but the fact of the matter is statistically based off of wins and losses, the Cavs have the easiest road ahead of any team in the NBA. And they've played the statistically hardest schedule to start the season. So there's no reason why this should slow down. Shout out to JB Bickerstaff. He got that huge yeah. payday Christmas morning. Yeah. And I think they did that so they could remind him on that one year anniversary when he's working and probably a little disappointed because he's working on Christmas. Like, Hey, remember last year when you got that big payday and now one of the most exciting teams in the league going to be playing on Christmas next year. Heck we yeah. still have like you said, a lot jealous. of guys to get back. A lot of guys to get back. You get back Okoro, get back Jared Allen. I mean, when we talked about this Jared season, Allen. man, we were like, maybe Jared Allen could be an all-star reserve. That would be a real bright spot of the season is to host the all-star game. Jared Allen as a reserve. That'd be a lot of fun. But now we're looking at Darius in there, Jared Allen in there. Mobley's for sure going to be in the Rising Stars Challenge. Darius All is this is going to be unfolding Cleveland. And yeah, Darius Garland is definitely giving us a slice of what he Steph Curry told us about Mobley. us and everybody was like oh Steph's blowing smoke he's not you know the next Steph Curry but boy when when he's open I I don't know who's stopping him and I, I get that his handle isn't Kyrie but his playmaking ability is yeah, yeah. who super duper fun super duper fun here's the What's worst, our worst tweet? tweet that's not a bad tweet uh, that's a bad hey, tweet. Hey, bro, you say he's Mr. Positivity. But he's he's always in. Didn't we say no more Hayden Grove tweets? Yeah, we we got to stop with the Hayden Grove tweet. Chris, what is so it? Hayden says the Browns are going to finish this disappointing season below 500. They're going to lose to Big Ben on Monday Night Football next week to guarantee it. Feel for Browns fans, I really do. <laughs> this Hayden was on Christmas too. Oh, What's funny uh, is he has since walked that back. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, you know, maybe he's kind of like Michael Buble and all those others that, you know, you come to Christmas and really that's, he can't make hay after that. Cause I know Hayden's also a singer and things like that. Oh, so yeah. maybe very he was realizing a very good singer. So maybe he was realizing that, Oh, I'm not going to have that extra income right now. I'm really depressed. So I'm going to depress some other people around me after <laughs> he's been bringing so much joy for the weeks up to that by singing for everyone. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But Who knows? Nonetheless, that was uncharacteristically negative, and we need to get off of that train. Brown's going to win on Monday, 21-20. Let's go. Two wins, and it's a coin flip for the division. Everything is working out so far. What could go wrong? All right, thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog show. We will see you. Uh, the game's on Monday, right? Oh, yeah. See you on Tuesday. Are we all the way opposed to a reaction show? No, I'm not. I don't. I don't have what it takes for that anymore. What if we win? I will be way too drunk to do a show. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you Tuesday, 9 p.m. Thanks to Shaq News. Uh, Thanks to Labatt. Thanks to GV. Thanks to TSE Cleveland. You guys make this show possible. It's been a super, super fun year with you guys. Looking forward to. Bringing it in, making it even bigger in 2022. Go check all of them out. Shaq News, live Twitch streams. Go download Shaq Pets. It's a great, fun, family pet app. Go vote. Nice. GV, 
greatest shirts, hoodies out there. Look at that Absolutely. Nick Chubb twenty four. Yeah. What's crazy is if you order the if you order your GV stuff now, you'll have it in enough time to wear it to the Cleveland Browns home game in the playoffs. <laughs> that just sounded like a horrible like ad, like way too positive. But, it's true yeah. though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even lying. I'm being serious. That's the right. Cleveland Browns. Go, go drink some Labatt Blues. Drink the heavies. We're gonna need it for Monday. Uh, and go get some signed Browns gear, Chris. We just got those uh, Phil Dawson ones. I just hung it out yeah. in the uh, basement. Those are looking good. Thank there you very is. much, TSE, right there. I've got to get my box for it, but I got my Phil Dawson. Also, we may need Phil Dawson. That's a different yes. <laughs> different story for a different day for our crippled bunnies. <laughs> go crippled bunnies. Hey, at, least, at least we didn't talk kicking. <laughs> well, by the way, before we leave, it. I definitely saw that. And I didn't even realize that was our logo until I looked at the other picture of it. The How is bunnies. that possible? The bunny with a walker. The crippled bunnies. Go I wonder now, do you think Go that Browns. they'll change it? Or are they going to double down on it? You know, now that it's out there, like, are they going to make it the full helmet? Or are they just going to completely lean into the cripple bunny and leave it for next bunnies. week? Because yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, that did blow up, and I see it's, it every. And everybody's like telling the same joke about a family member, and like it's clearly made its rounds. I mean, some guy sent it to me, so I, I cleared it up because I didn't get it at the first, and that's where I I did the drawing around it so you could actually see it. But yeah, uh, I, that was my impression really too. With me. But All right, go, uh, go, yeah, go yeah, crippled, crippled bunny. Yeah, let's go, go Browns. See you next week, bunny with Walker. Let's go, bunny that's with a Walker. Right. Go Browns. To the playoffs. To the playoffs we go. To the playoffs. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world. The Big Play. We fall.